Oh, look, Dave's going to start a stopwatch. Yay. Look at that. All right. We're all in sync. Feeling pretty good today. And we're it's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, go with the Rogan intro, right? <laughs> and so, Mitch, how was your day today? <laughs> all right. <clears throat> go ahead. Sorry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me, as always, is David Hilton. Mitch, dude, what is up? It's been a wild, wild weekend. I wanted to... Is that my phone? You're you're getting a phone call right now? Oh, my gosh. It's weird that it's my wife. She's at soccer. She's got Layla mm. at soccer. Oh, if wait, I get a, wait for the... Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we'll get a text here in a second and see well, what or happens. Or wait for the immediate call back. You know, the double call is always... You always answer the second one. Do I? Well... Yeah, I know you're supposed to. Good husbands do. <laughs> <laughs> if she calls again, I'll answer the phone. But yeah. I doubt she will. She's probably like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's doing his thing. We'll see. I was going to say, I... Wanted to tell you something cool I did today, but I Let's can't. Let's make sure she's not calling me. I can't. Me. I can't. That'd be weird. Well, that'd be... Oh, we'd we'd have to stop the show. She's not, she's not calling you, dude. She just forgot I was doing the podcast. Yeah. All right. No, I, I did something cool today. I'll tell you after the show. All right. So, I meant to tell you before, and I kind of forgot. <clears throat> so, how was the Christmas party? Well, before we get into that... Okay. I what wanna else? Th- I want to throw out some contact info for us. Um... For those that are new to the show, this show is about starting your own trades-based business, or if you're newly into a trades-based business and trying to find your way, this show is going to help you navigate through all of that stuff. We talk about everything in business from uh, customer service to how to organize your business and how to organize uh, the mechanics of your business. Um, we talk about like how to handle employees, how to get work, how to use your social media and all kinds of stuff like that. So if you have any questions related to anything in the show, you can go to askmitch at mitchsmedley.com and uh, send any questions that you may have. Uh, We have a couple of other things. I'm just going to get all of this stuff out of the way before we get rolling. Um, If you're wanting more in-depth information from David and I, we have a program called Trade Wins. Um, there'll probably be a little ad that pops up later in the show about trade wins, but um, we have an organization called Trade Wins where it's a trade-based mentorship program where you can work directly with David and I, and we will help you grow your business. Yeah. Um, two so, sign two signups last week. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're uh, doing pretty good. Most of our members are absolutely crushing it and loving it, and the ones that aren't absolutely crushing it are still loving it and they're just getting their feet under them right now, and then they're going to crush it. So that's right. business growth happens Boom. in cycles. There are surges <clears throat> of growth, and then there are short surges of like flatline. And during the flatline, you're actually growing the bottom side of things, and then you'll hit a surge, and the top line grows. And then yeah. the top line flattens out, and then you're growing the bottom. And so um, it just kind of depends, and, and the worst thing you can do is compare yourself to somebody else because everyone else is different. So Right. Everyone's at a different stage at all times. Yeah. So uh, we had our uh, company Christmas party. Uh, oh, well, real did you, quick. Did you notice that uh, you posted um, one thing on Smedley Plumbing that was like, hey, we did the deal, blah, 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 and then like three people on there were like, hey, did Dave get to go? Oh, yeah. I know he bitched last year, and I yeah. didn't... I didn't get to uh, respond to them yet. I just kind of forgot. But um, no, I didn't get to go. Nope. It's his. I wasn't even, I wasn't even like ghost invited like, hey, dude, yep. I want you to go. 
but like you know you don't work for me the guys you know and hey, you might be coming to like, the like i didn't other even comedy show i didn't even get well maybe. maybe i didn't even get like that nope but employees only doesn't matter i got the coolest gift last show yeah so, you did dude i've uh, like i've showed a bunch of people are like dude that's fucking awesome it's cool it is cool yep. and it works great too i've used it a bunch just to see like if it's gonna work and stuff before i put my gun in, it works great yep i freaking love it um one final thing to hit real quick uh, to help predicate uh, myself, ourselves, whatever, is uh, the reason for this show is uh, I started a plumbing company in August of 2020, and we grew to an above average level of success. And so we're sharing all of the knowledge that allowed us to do that through this show. And then um, the, the information comes in this show. The implementation comes through Tradewinds. So... Um, well, if you need help with the implementation, if, if, a lot of guys just take off and roll with it. Yep. Yep. Mm. It just kind of depends how and how yeah. you want to go with that. So how much help you need? Uh, we had our plumbing company Christmas party over the weekend and we always do. We always kind of go like way up over the top uh, with the Christmas party. We make sure to appreciate the heck out of all of our guys uh, and gals. And so uh, we rent a big old freaking party bus and we take everybody everywhere. So that way they don't have to worry about driving unsafely or anything like that. They can enjoy the evening at whatever comfort level they want to and not have to worry about <laughs> I love how you the said police. Comfort level they want yeah. to. <laughs> well, some of us some of us drink, some of us don't. Some of us drink to excess, some of us don't. But yeah. ultimately, it's like, this is our one night, let's cut loose. Yeah. And some people like to be well lubricated. Yeah. Some like to just <clears throat> barely be lubricated. Yep. You know? And some people like to fall squeak. Down, some people like to fall down drunk. <laughs> yeah. You we know? didn't have any of that. So I'm, su I'm surprised. Like yep. normally the rule, and you don't have as many new construction, you don't have any new construction guys. Yeah. Like if you have a new construction guy party, like this got framers at it and ditch diggers and utility crews and tool belt, like there's always at least a f one fist fight and there's always at least one person throw up whether or, or fall down. Yep. Always. Every party I've ever been to. Yep. There's always been a vomit or a fist fight. Yep. Every yeah, time we, we did pretty well. Uh, limo picked us up, went and checked out some Christmas lights and then headed over to a local Christmas lights. What do you mean? Well, like, where did you go? Like you said, there's, drive around town, dude, let's no, see some lights. There's a street here in blue Springs where they have like 40 giant 15 foot tall inflatable Santas lining the street. Ah, okay. I know so we, we about. cruised down that street. <laughs> but, uh, That's funny. Was your driver like, really? No, or was they, he just like, whatever, just go bro. wherever we tell him to go. Nice. So, um, <clears throat> then, uh, we headed over to 801 Chop House, which is a high-end steakhouse. Rented the biggest room they have in that steakhouse. And uh, it's like totally open bar, totally open menu, order whatever the hell you want. And they've got some ultra-expensive steaks there. They've got steaks that run about $45 an ounce. And I got some big boys on the team. And then I got some skinny boys that can eat like the big boys. Dude, uh, I one of them sitting in the room. <clears throat> Austin. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Did you say skinny boys that can eat like big boys? Yeah. I don't think I would call Austin skinny. Hey, now. Austin well, can put some food down, dog. Compared to some of my other guys. Like, I've seen him sit here and eat, like, four packs of Pringles, four cookies. Yeah. Like, he likes to get the sweet treats Austin's out. a cow. He's a grazer. Yeah. He'll just eat. Just constantly a little bit at a time. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I'll eat at weird times. Like, sometimes I'll eat lunch at 10 and then dinner at 2. Like, Dude, just, I love an early there's lunch. There's no... Dude, my wife got up at 1 a.m. and ate a bowl of cereal last night. Dude, my wife does the same thing. I like, tell her she's psychotic. Hell? Yeah. Like, I just, like, are you pregnant? Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you just walk into the, and she's just leaned against the counter. Literally. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Bowl of cereal, just eating, mm -hmm. like, with one little tiny light on. Yeah. 
Are you like, a psychopath? What, <laughs> like, me, what is the matter with you? Just for, crunch. For yeah. me, it's like crunch. water. I'll wake up in the middle crunch. of the night and I can't get enough water to where I'm just like mouth under the faucet, just <laughs> just lapping it up. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's got to be a woman thing. I don't, Who knows? Like, I don't get it. Like, I value, I value sleep too much to eat. Yep. Like, I just are they crazy? I don't know. It's that so, estrogen makes them want to eat cereal. <laughs> So we had plans to uh, go see a David Keckner comedy show. First off, but his show got. I love. David I didn't even Kechner. get one sentence out. Dave Keckner. First, oh, look, hold on. <laughs> Does he do that with like police that pull him over? Yeah. Sir, come get. First of off, yeah. I yes, just clarification. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I love David Keckner. So we we had plans to go see David Keckner, but his show got postponed two weeks, and so then we had to like scramble with like three or four days left of notice and find another thing to do. And so we found this thing that sounded amazing. It's called Don't Tell Comedy. And basically you sign up for it and you don't even know where the comedy show is going to be. You don't even know who the comedians are or anything. And then the day of the event, they tell you where the show is going to be. You still don't even know who the comedians are. And so we thought, well, this will be fun. This will be exciting. Like nobody knows. Right. And, And everyone I felt like everyone in the company was really excited to go to this thing. And so we get done with dinner and we go to the comedy show and dinner ran longer than we thought it would, uh, was supposed to. So we were a tad late to the comedy show. Comedy show was in a little coffee shop in downtown Kansas City. And <clears throat> under like in their basement, they have like a little um, banquet room or something like that. And the comedy show was in there. And, and they flipped the comedy or they flipped the coffee shop to like a kind of a festive holiday bar for the night. So instead of coffee, they had like alcoholic drinks and stuff like that. Is it like a one time thing? Like, like we're doing this show one time. No, it's like a circuit. Like, but but that night, and then the next, and then it goes to somewhere else the next weekend or next night or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So it's not a permanent. They don't have shows there all the time. No, they they don't own. I'm just trying to visualize. Yeah, they just go wherever they can. Got it. Get people in, right? Got it. And so we missed, I think, the first comedian or two. And we slip in the back after we all got our drinks and um, uh, we waited until a break in the comedians before we went and took our seats. And I went straight to the front, like front row, as center as I could get. Like if they're going to heckle anybody, I'll take the heat, right? Well, we quickly learned that this show was not what we thought it was. Um, It was a whole series of... um, I'm, I'm trying, I, I don't want to, I don't want to offend any groups, but the L's and the T's and the B's and all of the different letters and symbols would easily suggest the makeup of this comedian set, this group of comedians. And, um, and we're going to, we're going to get into whole, the, the whole letter thing here in a minute. But um, the first comedian, and and you're going to get this in the comedy circuit, and I totally get it. So the first comedian um, was really funny. Try not to be too vulgar, would you? No, no. (laughs) The the first comedian was really funny, and he was he kept he was heckling me like you sit in the front row, you're going to get heckled. Yeah, that's and and he was talking. That's why no one sits in the front. That's why those seats were open after two comedians went by. Right. That's why they're open. (laughs) And and so uh, he was heckling me about how uh, I don't know what I'm missing, and if he had a night with me, I'd leave my wife and go with him. And then he was kind of talking to my wife about how she, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she might lose me if we have a chance and you know all this kind of stuff and, and like you get that right yeah it's funny well 
then the next comedian was kind of running the same agenda and the next comedian's kind of running the same agenda. And, and throughout the course of the night, we had um, extreme homosexuality. We had advocates for abortion, um, trying to make you think that abortion is okay. We had advocates for suicide, trying to make you think suicide is, is a-okay. Um, and then we had advocates for uh, transsexuality. And um, so it was like four comedians in a row of incredibly aggressive opinions. Well, now, uh, let me just interrupt you for a second. Do you mean um, it went away from comedy and then became like aggressive propaganda? Or do you mean that it was just aggressive comedy? It was like aggressive a, like a, comedy that teetered back and forth across the line from aggressive comedy to propaganda to aggressive comedy to propaganda. Did you think like it got worse as the night went on? Absolutely. Was it funny? There were funny parts. So they were like low rent comedians, maybe. Like, Absolutely. Like off, off C. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to get a no, no thought. national names, no headliners. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and, and I don't want to like, like some of their jokes were funny and, and I don't, I don't want to lump all the comedians. Like I'm not even going to name drop who the comedians are cause it doesn't matter. But, um, I mean, we, we realized really quickly that like, holy shit, this is not what we thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah. And, and had they advertised the show correctly, we just wouldn't have gone, you know, if they would have said this is like an L I, I don't even know the fucking order for those. It's LGBTQ. LGBTQ. Q. Okay. If they would have said that, like this is an LBTGQ comedy show, well, then the, we would have been like, okay, we'll pass. That's not what we want for our company Christmas party. Like we'll pick something else, well, right? Uh, like, so, so we used to go to a place called Late Night Theater and it's off, off Broadway. Right. And it's complete. It, the only actors are gay and lesbian actors. Right. Okay, that's it. Yep. This is like their niche, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not, like, it wasn't, it wasn't propaganda. It was just funny. Right. And, like, that was their place that they could feel. But we would, like, me and my wife would go. It was hilarious. We had some gay friends. We would go with them. Right. Like, well, you know, and, like, they don't have anyone to go with. But that being said, to mirror your what your point was going to be there, like, we knew going into that like yeah. that's what this is yeah and they're one of those places that is um they're open hey what we're open to everyone yeah you know what i mean yeah like there's no division in in those groups there's no anything and we like it, we used to go i bet we went three times a year and it was great yeah i mean very great but at the same time it wasn't they're not preaching to you it's just like it's the same thing what i think maybe what the show was kind of like is that people complain that I don't like to go to church because churches are preaching at me. Well, it's the same thing with the other side of propaganda. If they're preaching at you the whole, whole time and it's not quote unquote entertainment, like people have the same bitches. Does that make sense? Yeah. But like, you know what you're like, you go to church to be preached at. Yeah. Right. So, and, and but this you was know what you're getting into. Yeah. And, and I mean, there are, so like right around the corner from this place, not right around the corner, a couple blocks away. There's a drag bar. It's called Missy Beast. And like if you... It's if not the, a drag bar. It's just a gay bar. Well, you're going to see drag queens there. there are. And you're going to see all kinds of eccentric personalities yeah. and everything else. I've, I've been to Missy Beast twice. And it was one of the 
a couple of the best times I've ever had. Like, yeah. it's just, it's like one of those places you go and it's just fun. Everyone's having a good time. Yeah. Like, but, but you know what you're signing up for. You know what you're getting ready to get exposed to. Yeah. And it's all out front and in the open, right? This, I'll take you anytime you want to go. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. This was advertised as a comedy show. Yeah. So we thought we were going to a comedy show and it was like, not a comedy show. I mean, by definition, they did tell a couple of jokes, but I mean, shit, I can tell jokes at a bar and I've been thinking about writing jokes show. for the show it, just it for fun. For, for me, it was it kind of seemed like it passed into the propositioning. There was oh, there was, a, there was a point where it's more than comedy. It literally felt like they were scanning the audience to get someone to go with them after the show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, well, it, I mean, the one guy flat out told me yeah. That if I was okay with it, he would cram his dick first, down my throat. First off, gay guys, 90% of them are like that all the time. Like, right. Like, if if you could imagine yourself, and then, like, when you went to the bar, you could just say that stuff to women, like, yeah. when you were 20, you'd, right. have been, you'd have been like, hey, what's up? Like, that's just how it would have been. Yeah. Because it's a different culture, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. But, yeah, that's... that's And I just... I'm, I feel so dumb. Like, I know that Austin... They went to the party, right? But then, like, I couldn't in my mind envision him being there, and I just realized he was there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were... Like, I just... <laughs> well, they probably let themselves out pretty quick. Okay. We were the first people to leave once. <laughs> I just, yeah. like, I feel so yeah. dumb all of a sudden. Like, well, oh. So there was a moment in it where they, they were like, raise your hand if you're a Christian, and then they just started chastising all the Christians in the room. See, that's why I can't go to the... Like, if I'd have been with you, I'd have raised my hand and been like, hey, yeah, right here. Right. And then they'd have been like, well, let's debate. And I'd have been like, give me a microphone. Let's see what you got, dog. Right. Like, because I'm like, I'm not shy. Right. I will stand up on the stage and be like, let's, so, let's see what you got, dog. So, yeah, we had one comedian that was like, like his angle, so to speak, was like extreme homosexuality. And he was telling me that, you know, if I was okay with it, he'd cram my dick or cram his dick down my throat. And, and I'd probably leave my wife if I'm I let, not to laugh. if I <laughs> let myself put my dick down his throat and like I mean incredibly vulgar stuff and this is stuff that you can't even talk about on social media because it yeah you, you get booted right yeah um there was another comedian that was trying to uh trying to say that uh, abortion is okay and he was like trying to find these lines of like it's a fetus it's not a human life and blah 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 and then he had these incredibly distasteful jokes about it like picturing a fetus crawling across the floor and everybody would be freaked out about it. But you picture a baby crawling across the floor and everybody thinks it's cute. And he's trying to act like a fetus isn't a baby. Right. Yeah. And, and then we had another comedian that was, um, um, trans and they, they basically opened the show with, if you're against trans, well, jokes on you because your ticket just, just helped me pay for my transition surgery. So whether you want to or not, you're supporting trans by being at this show. First off, I you can't call yourself trans if it's still on you. If you're a dude and yeah. you're like, I'm going to be a woman, if you're still wearing it. Yeah, you're an apprentice. Yeah, you're you're not trans. <laughs> you're an aspiring trans, Like, right? if you get there, okay. Yeah, it, it, like, maybe. I, I have this, like, me and my brother have had this talk a lot, and you and I have had this talk a lot. I do not care what you do. No, not at all. Okay, I don't give a shit. This is America. The, the problem with America is... It's the freest state, and the best thing about America is it's the freest state. Yep. Like, you can be as crazy as you want or do whatever you want, and I don't care. Right. When you're 18, if you want to lop that thing off or get a plastic one sewed on, whatever, okay? Yep. 
But that doesn't mean that you have to tell me that I have to be okay with it. Right. I don't care what you do. Leave yeah. me alone. Do whatever it doesn't you want. matter. Right. If you're under 18, don't do shit and unless you're even if your parents say it's okay, I still don't think you should be allowed to do anything. Yeah. Like when you get to be 18 and you can fight for the country and you pay taxes, you do whatever kind of crazy crap you want. Exactly. Okay, but let's not pretend like and I don't want to like cuz to be honest, I really don't even care, but let's not pretend like you're a sane individual. And that you um, either don't need help or have difficulty rationalizing your decisions if you're in that boat and you're that type of person. Right. This is like the same thing as the COVID, as COVID. Like people would literally come out in droves and be like, "You have to trust the science. Get the shot. We don't care about any of your opinions. We don't care. You've got to get it. Trust yep. the science." And then people that are like trans people that are that think they're women are women. Well, if I trust the science, like you said before, that's that's not a thing. Like I just like you can't. The problem and and I know this is kind of where you want to go with some of this show. But um, the problem is people in and not just these groups, people in like extreme. um, I'll just so like neo-Nazi groups. Okay. Hamas groups, those people are so far and convinced in their ways, like the major, not the majority, but like a small percentage of the LGBTQ groups are, that you cannot have rational thought and conversations with them. And in any point, um, how do I want to say this without being a jerk? You can't, you can't have rational thought with them because they won't accept their own standards. Like they, no matter what you say, you're in the wrong. Right. And they will twist it around so that you're wrong. Right. And whether that's, it be, that's what we're going to get to. Whether it be an LGBTQ group, whether right. it be a neo-Nazi group, whether it be Hamas, whether it, whether it be ISIS, right. whether it be um, uh, tribes in Africa that are cutting the hands off of other tribes in Africa so they can't vote. Like, all of those groups have that thing in common where they will not allow they will not allow you to be you. You can only do what they say. Right. And well, that's the problem. Let like, me, that's the real problem. Let me let me go ahead. Explain. So you got me fired up now. Well, right. But <laughs> that's actually a I, really nice mellow fire. I, I, I do. I do want to predicate to, this. I'm trying to do it. Do I, I haven't even dropped an F bomb this show. All right. So here's I do. I do want to predicate this because of the outcome of all of this. I've been drugged through the trenches on social media. Oh, yeah. And I can't reply to any of it. Nah, because you get crushed. Mainly because you, well, no, it's not that I'd get crushed. It's that you can't win an argument in comments on a Facebook post, right? So I'm 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 wanting to use this show to explain the facts of what happened. Because everything that everyone else is putting out there about the evening Mm -hmm. absolutely did not happen. So, um, So we had all these comedians that were pushing their extreme agendas. Um, and then the show finished out with a comedian who claimed he was straight, but then claimed that every couple of months he checks in on himself to see if he's gay, just to see if he's gay. Was that a joke or was that serious? I don't know. Okay. Like at this point, just the, for the show was so far off the rails, like you didn't know, you didn't know what to think, right? <laughs> and so, and we already I knew. Like, kind of wish that was the, the it, been there. At this time, my wife had already left, and one of the other girls had already left. And I, like, I never turned around and saw, but I knew whenever they started slamming Christianity, I knew some of our people had already left. Oh yeah. Well, 
then one of the remaining people to leave was one of our newer plumbers. And this last comedian was talking about ass play. And he was like, fellas, I don't care if you think it's gay or not. You need to entertain ass play. And, and he was like, a lot of guys think it's gay. I'm telling you right now, it ain't gay. And no, that's, that's kind of the definition of gay. Well, I don't know. But ultimately, <laughs> right? like they're, they're basically just fishing for somebody to be offended by what they're saying. Right. And so my last plumber, uh, my, my latest new hire plumber starts slipping out. And, and everybody who had left left quietly because my like our whole fucking company left. I'm down there in the front by myself. The last one Just in taking there, grenades. but because I'm in, because I'm in the front row, I don't know that everyone else oh, has gotcha. left, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. left so quietly. I didn't know. Well, I did pick up on this one leaving because as he was leaving the comedian, he was leaving so quietly. The comedian called him out on stage and he was like, Oh, you're leaving. What part offended you? And, uh, hold on, Grant, I need you to leave because we are talking about things that you don't need hey, to hear. Hey dude, what is that? No, no. I need you to leave. Thank you. Oh, I was going to get one of those. <laughs> I was, I was, I wanted well, one of those. I've been I trying know. to tell a story for 24 minutes and we haven't even gotten through it yet. So <laughs> this is, so this morning on the call, it took you 35. Right. And no one said anything. And we still got a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> so well, onwards, sir. I'm trying. God, um, you're so sensitive. So the, th this is my one legal platform where I can, express the facts of this without getting thrown off the internet yeah. so no one's stopping you um keep going the the my my latest plumber is slipping out quietly and um and the comedian calls him out on stage and he says oh we've offended somebody else and then he starts like stereotyping him based off of what he's dressed like oh a typical midwest guy because he's wearing like an Ariat vest like a farmer's vest those he's are got nice. boots on. Yeah, he's got cowboy boots on. He's wearing a flannel, you know, all the, the whatever. And and so he's like, oh, typical Midwest corn-fed country boy. Must have offended him. What, what, Sir, what part offended you? And and this guy doesn't talk much. He doesn't, like in real life, he doesn't say much. And so he turned around, but he didn't really say anything. And then, and so the guy, for one, he's putting words in my plumber's mouth saying you're offended, right? Yeah. Well, he didn't, he's not offended. He's like, your show sucks. It's not funny. We came to a comedy show and nothing about this is funny. We're leaving because you suck. We're not leaving because you've offended us, right? Yeah. Um, corn fed country boy, it's kind of hard to offend him, right? Yeah. Um, if, if those people on stage knew what all of us construction guys talk about, like you can't, you, right. you can't offend us. We're dead inside. And, <laughs> and so, so they, they say, what part offended you? And he doesn't, he turns around, but he doesn't say anything. And then they were like, it was the ass play, wasn't it? You were offended by the ass play. And so again, they're creating a narrative on stage. And yeah. Basically, they were trying to get the crowd riled up, and the crowd was not getting riled up. And so they had to like try to Pick force somebody. the issue. Yeah. So were the other people? You say the crowd. Like none there, of, there were a total of fifty people in the crowd. Was anyone we, else saying anything? Or no? Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> we were fifteen of the fifty people. Gotcha. So we were thirty percent of the crowd. Um, and so then they were like, "Oh, you were offended by the ass play, weren't you?" And he doesn't say anything. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. But, but you know, you, you realize masturbation is more gay than ass play. And then they, they went on to say, like, you know, masturbation, you're literally taking a man's penis and jerking it off until it comes in your hand. Tell me that's not gay. And so he just quietly leaves. Right. And, and again, we were not unruly and all of this stuff. And so we leave. 
go upstairs and then, and then show gets over. I stand up, turn around and realize our whole fucking company's gone. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, shit, we were right? grouped up there. I think. Yeah. Most yeah. The whole them. like, so they went back upstairs into the coffee shop portion of things and they were up there for most of the night. Right. <clears throat> and so I'm like, well, that was a bust and, and let's leave. And so we left. And so then the following day I made a Facebook post about it. And, um, well, I made a Facebook post about our company party, but then I also had a paragraph in there about how, like, it sucked that the comedy show was such a freaking bust, right? Yeah. And, and I went on to say, like, you know, who the hell lines up this many extreme agenda-pushing comedians in a row? Like, when you go to a comedy show, you're going to have the stereotypical, like, extremely gay guy, but balance it out with, like, the stereotypical extremely straight guy like 40 year old virgin kind of mm. straight you know what i mean like this guy was awkwardly gay and i say i don't want to say he, like he was awkward i'm saying he's so flamboyant he's on that far end of the spectrum yeah and you need that in like you want the extremes yeah, in comedy right usually when you go to a comedy show it's like it's not really extremes but there's like if there's three or four acts they're all different yeah like there's just it's just different yeah. you get different perspectives right right and so like throw some diversity in there and just bounce it all over the place right like yeah. maybe maybe somebody in the crowd doesn't like the extremely gay guy but they would appreciate the extremely straight guy maybe somebody in the crowd doesn't like the female but they would like the male right Maybe somebody doesn't like the really skinny guy, but they would like the obese guy. And and, and the reason I'm saying skinny and obese is because a lot of times, like Love the obese guy Ralphie is going to... Right, like Ralphie <laughs> May. He's going to make jokes dude. about his obesity. Yeah, he's right? hilarious. He's going to talk about like getting into a shower and you got to make like an aqueduct with your arm to get your back wet because yeah. you can't get the water back there, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, he's funny, dude. And, and so um, <laughs> I did not say anything like against those groups. I, I basically just said the whole show was an LTGBQ plus like thing, right? And had we known that, we wouldn't have signed up for it. Well, um, they I did tag the comedy company in the group. Um, That's and what so, gotcha. Well, yeah. So they found it. Yeah. And then they started crushing in, you, right? <laughs> well, trying. Um, and so. <clears throat> The guy who ran the show, who I'm assuming picked the lineup, um, he well, of course he shared my post, and then here comes all the lies. Right, these guys show up an hour late. They were obnoxious. We had to tell the guy that posted this. We had to tell him multiple times to quiet down and shut up. They never had to tell me any. Like our whole group was quiet. We yeah. were respectful. Right. Yeah. We left quiet. We tried to leave quietly. We did leave quietly. And then whenever they didn't like that we were leaving quietly, they created the issue, right? Also, when you have such a late start time, like 8.30, I mean, showing up at 9.30, 9.45, even if, you know what I'm saying? It's just like that's... Yeah. It'd be different if it was like 8 a.m. show time, like show up on time, but if it's well, anything that's past like 8 is, or 9. And the thing is, like, comedy shows are kind of that way. Yeah, like, it's there's a series always, of comedians. There's show always up. people coming in and going, it's not like a show. Well, it's, and they it, got a bar up top. Yeah. Like, people are leaving to go get drinks and coming back. Like, Yeah, it's that's different. Yeah. yeah. And, and when we, sh like, yes, we did show up late. So we quietly slipped in the back. We waited for a change in comedians before we went down and, and got our seats, right? Like, we didn't just walk in the middle of a set and go walking into the middle of the seats, right? We were literally as respectful as we could have been. And and so, but but here's the thing. Like, what you were talking about with those groups is when you have those extreme ideologies, you can't disagree with a single thing they do without them taking it to the hate side of things. Well, not right? just the hate side of things. They will literally, other than, other than coming face to face with you, 
because let's be honest, most of them groups are chicken shit and they won't do that. Right. Like other than coming face to face with you, they will do everything in their quote unquote power right. to burn your bridge down. Yeah. You know? And so, um, you know, he, he basically alerted the troops that somebody disagreed with the show. Yeah. And so then here comes everything getting taken out of context. Right. Um, I, in my original post, I had since edited my post. Now I did not edit my post because of this. I edited my post. Um, well, let me, let me backtrack. There was a line in my original post that said, like, learn to balance the show out. If you have an extremely gay comedian, balance it out with an extremely straight one. Right. This has nothing to do with being for or against extremely gay or extremely straight. This is. Like I'm a, I'm passionate about creating a good customer experience. They fucking failed at that royally, right? Like learn to balance the show out so you can appeal to anybody in the audience. And and that's where I was going with it. But they take that out of context and what does extremely gay mean? You have a problem with people that are extremely gay? Like how do how do you what's what's the degrees of gay and you know all this shit. And so um then Got to be careful, man. Here, here come all the the comments on my Facebook post, and and so I started having to like block people and ban people and everything else. Well, then they resort to any tactics that they can, right? So here they start making a whole bunch of short form video clips and trying to put me on blast, and they're tagging me on all my <clears throat> socials and everything else. And then they throw out a couple of short form videos where they had done enough research to find my Instagram and find my Facebook and find my post where I talked about the Christmas party and they, they throw in all their lies on top of it about being unruly and having to be told to be quiet and everything else. Yeah. And they do the thing like, I don't know what you call this. Austin may know what you call it, where they're creating a short form video and their backdrop, like the backdrop is my Facebook post. And then their head is like cropped in over my post, kind of like a green screen yeah, yeah, where yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the backdrops, my Facebook post, right? And so the the trans comedian, um, like, again, I never said anything against trans. I just said it was extremely, like, agenda pushing, right? And and that's factual because you're literally campaigning that you're helping pay for my surgery whether you agree with it or not. That's yeah. propaganda, right? And so um, <clears throat> she, she puts my Facebook post. He, she, I don't fucking know. But they put my Facebook post on the backdrop of the screen and then they put their head in front of it so you can't read it. Well, then they proceed to tell what the post says. Yeah. And what they're telling is nothing of what the post says, yeah. right? Yeah. And so they, they conveniently try to make it look like they're telling you what's the words behind their head when, yeah. and it's nothing of the words behind their head. Yeah. And so then somebody else gets wind of it. This person, the, the, the trans person has no following whatsoever. And I mean, they have like, I'm not shitting you. They have like 34 subscribers on YouTube and like 300 followers on their social. Um, but the, the word got out to another comedian that was not there that night, but they have a giant following hundreds of thousands of people. And so they're probably funny. Maybe, I don't know, but they took a whole bunch of selective screenshots and cropped them all together and made a short form video. And in those, like she's talking, her short form video is I did some digging. Here's his Facebook screenshot. Here's his Instagram screenshot. 
like put my Instagram handle on there and everything else. Here's his Google business profile page with his address and his phone number. I suggest you go leave them bad reviews. Do with this information what you will. Yeah. Right. I, I love that's, that. That They think that that caveat makes it okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like for one, that's illegal. Yeah, it is. You, you're not allowed to share other people's private information on media in ge- not just social media, media in general, right? So if I did care as much, I could easily sick an attorney on them. Like, Ooh. absolutely easily. Can I get a cut? Slam dunk case, <laughs> right? Dude, I got cash. So um, let's, let's get it. I spent most of my day Sunday managing and deleting comments and deleting, you know, blocking people and everything else. And um, I ended up editing my post and I did not edit my post because of this backlash. I didn't edit the post at all because of that. I have a code of ethics that I follow internally on my social media. And um, I realized I violated my own code of ethics on that. And I violated my own code of ethics for two reasons. One reason was I try to remain positive and uplifting, but I'm also all about holding people accountable in a positive way, right? Sometimes you have to talk about negative shit in order to prove a positive point, right? Yeah. And and so that, that was borderline. Like there was no, I was just basically saying this show freaking sucked. I was complaining without offering salute. Like I, the solution I did offer was balance it out, right? Suggesting that they balance the show out. But the yeah, other the, yeah. the other way that I violated my own code of ethics was my post was supposed to be kind of a celebration post about our company's Christmas party. And the longest paragraph in my post had to do with the worst part of the night. And, and that goes all along with complaining and everything else, which I don't like to do on social media. So I edited the post yeah. to remove the long paragraph out of it and, and everything else. Well, again, that, that community will find any angle they can to try to get you right. And so I edited the post because it violated my own code of ethics. Now they're like, Oh, now he's editing post. He's hiding something. He's covering something up. Right. And so they're campaigning for all of these strangers to come and attack me on social media. And they like, I spent all day Sunday. Austin has access to our business social media because he's our videographer and photographer guy. Right. So he's putting pictures and stuff on there. (laughs) He had to turn off the notifications because it was all fucking day long. Mm-hmm. Um, do you and it, hazard pay for that? And it went all oh, into the no, evening. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like you know. So, um, but but it was literally every five minutes I was having to check in, delete posts, ban users, delete posts, delete comments, ban users, and they that they, takes a lot of effort. Well, then they went to my network because we recently were nominated for Business of the Year in Blue Springs. And so my business has been tagged a few times on some other posts. So now they're branching out to all these other posts yeah. and commenting on their shit saying like, do you realize this transphobe guy, Mitch is, you know, hating against gays and you know, all that. And like, no, yeah. that never once was any of that done. Yeah. Right. So, um, then about Sunday afternoon, here come the one star reviews. And they're trying to tank our business Google review rating. And, and it's because of all the, the videos that are out there. And so we got like 25 one-star reviews on Sunday. And thankfully, some of, some of these people that are leaving these reviews are just fucking idiots. And they don't know, like, they don't know how to damage a business. And so never let's, not, let's, not, let's not set up a challenge. 
No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm um, just saying. They, like some of these reviews were like just fucking disgusting. And it was so disgusting, like, I can report it and Google would remove it in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Right? They're like, dude, you can't boop. <laughs> yeah. And and so um, we got a lot of the reviews removed. We still have a few that we're still working through. But ultimately, the big, long moral of the story <clears throat> is if you are prominent on social media, you need to be a little careful with that particular section because um, I don't want to even say, like, they don't fight fair. What a, they, they don't they, fight. They fair. absolutely don't fight fair, but they don't they don't fight to win. They fight to try to make you succumb to their opinion. Right. And and they do not for, for as much as they preach about diversity and inclusion, they don't care what you think. And if you no. if, if a straight white 40 year old male business owner disagrees with anything they're involved in, well, now that business owner is immediately labeled transphobic and homophobic and bigotry and yeah even even if he's a gay guy yeah they they, they crush him right like the the whole deal is what you were saying was that they don't fight fair they don't so when you start putting the problem is and this is a problem with social media in general is you're allowed to put lies on there as long as it doesn't break their code of vulgarity whatever right like because it's hard for them to verify it right like and that's kind of the problem is you know how much manpower do i spend as an employee of facebook trying to find out what the actual like it's an impossible task yeah right so people can they can lie and cheat and do whatever because let's be honest they don't have a um a moral code yeah they don't have their own ethical standard right right so they can lie they can do whatever they want and they will do whatever they want because they have no moral boundary. Right. Like, and that is the, uh, that's the thing that's hard to overcome that we, we talked about in the group a little bit this morning. I did. Well, actually you were in the bathroom. I was just talking to the guys like, Hey, look, you cannot, if you are going to use your social media platform to grow your business, get calls, be a stand up member of your community, you can't even say things that are on the fence. Like, and I don't want to get into a whole thing here of, but, you know, it's freedom of speech. You should be able to say whatever you want. Yes, you can. But if you want to make money and not have to deal with things like this happening to you. Right. You, you have to stay off of the fence. Like you just like, well, and it's it's weird. Here's the flip side to that. Let me finish the, like, if you're willing to do that and stand your ground, that's fine, but it's going to take energy and it's going to take effort. Right. Okay. You have to decide what's, what is worth it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Go ahead. Well, so that community is like a marginalized 1% of the, the population, right? Well, so like, it's, it's, it is, but the problem is there are all these young under 25 year old kids that don't know their ass from their elbow that don't pay taxes that don't you know, don't have a real grasp on life yet yep. that will, when they see that 1% flare up, they grab a hold and move forward with them. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's right, wrong, indifferent, whatever, because they feel like they are justified in yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can, it can quickly spiral out of control and it's like, it's hard to, for me to say this, but sometimes like Mitch knows this for, for sure. It is hard for me to keep my mouth shut. Right. Like it is. So on social media, I don't say anything because I know like what will happen. Right. But here's the flip side. Go ahead. The, the community, like the age group that you just referenced, they're not my ideal customer. 
So I don't care to now. That's not to say I, I disparage that, that age group or I did like, I don't, I don't want to like when I say I don't care to appease to that community, that doesn't mean I disregard them. Right. But as I'm writing Facebook posts and as I'm, you know, going about my way on social media, it's to campaign to my potential ideal customers without sacrificing other groups. Right. Yes. And I get that. The problem is and um, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. The problem with that is when that 1% can dissuade 5% and then that 5% starts putting posts up and then a 45-year-old mom just happens to be scrolling through stuff and then she can't decide between you and two other plumbers and there's a post on there from one of that 5% that says, hey, this happened, that can cost you a sale. That's what I mean by that. It can, but I'll be 100% honest with you. If you're that 45-year-old mom that sees that, do not fucking call my business. Because I don't want customers that are allowing that kind of shit to stand in their way. Like, I don't want to be in that customer's home. Well, you don't. That customer doesn't know if that's real or not. Exactly. But if they're making a decision, because they don't know it's real, if they're a lot, you're taking something you don't know it's real and you're allowing it to sway your opinion. I don't want that customer. It's no different than when somebody posts anonymously in a Facebook group asking for plumbers. I never reply. I'll get tagged in it and I do not reply. I do not campaign to anonymous posts because I don't want cowardly customers. No, I get that. That's not the point. The point is if that mom is looking at three posts, yeah. first off, she doesn't know if any one of those things are, are true. Exactly. She doesn't know if the, the bad one that she saw from you is really that bad. She doesn't know if um, one of the other plumbing groups or one of the other plumbers actually messed up the toilet or not. For, you know what I mean? From one of their bad reviews. She doesn't know right. if any of that stuff is factual or fake or anything. Right. But she says, well, I'm going to go with what I think is the least. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how do I say that? I don't want, I want to go with the one that is the least worrisome for me personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not necessarily that she agrees with anything that they have to say. Right. She, she may think that... She may be completely on your side, but just the fact that there is conflict yep. and people do that shit all the time. That's that makes me mad. When people say, oh, well, there's just a little bit of conflict there and I'm not going to I'm not going to do this. and I'm not going to do that. Like what happened to back in the day when you like that was just part of reality, a little bit of conflict, you know, yeah. arguments and things like that. And um, that's what I mean by that. Like, I, I agree with you 100 percent. Yeah, I do. But I just that's why I tell the guys, look, if you're if you you are a Facebook, um, how do I say this? A Facebook veteran, a yeah. social media veteran. Mm-hmm. These guys that are in the group are rookies. What okay. Group? People don't know what you're talking about when you say group. Trade wins. I'm sorry. Okay. Are you on the edge? No, no, no. Do I need to come across the fucking table? Ah, yeah. damn well, it. No. Got me. Like, I get what Dave's <laughs> saying, too, is like to, to the one stop shop guy where it's like the books have to balance exactly as he's trying to get success. That might tank him. But to someone who's maybe a little bit farther along and can, yeah, well, so yeah, here's and, the situation. and that's what I'm saying. So when I say like the trade wins guys that I was talking to this morning, a lot of those guys are just starting out, and a lot of people that listen to the show are just starting out and gets just getting off, you know, off the ground. Sorry, right. <laughs> that sounded messed up. But like when we tell them in the first episodes, like make your social media public. 
Yeah. Okay. Don't do put anything divisive on there. Right. Like this is what we're talking about. Right. You have to be like, if you're a veteran like you, it's easier for you to cover your ass. Like if that were to happen to some of our guys that I'm thinking of specifically, like they put something on there even by accident and they don't have the wherewithal to spend Sunday, like pulling that stuff down or the energy or whatever. Right. Like it could literally tank them. So I tell them if, if you're on the fence, don't do anything. Right. Well, here's the... Mind your P's and Q's, man. Here's the 30,000-foot view of all that. Mm -hmm. My original post, before I edited it, again, it wasn't bad. It just was... It didn't meet the confines of what I intended to... The message I intended to deliver with the post. I was trying to deliver a positive message about our Christmas party, Mm -hmm. and I allowed my own message to get derailed with my rant about how piss poor the comedy show was ran. Right? Yeah, and maybe there was a little bit of emotion in there at the time. Nah, I mean, it wasn't really emotion. It was just... Like it was basically two Facebook posts combined into one. I should have waited a day or two and then made a whole separate post about the comedy show and then not tag them. And well, I don't care about tagging them or not. Like, well, just like if you don't tag them and it doesn't get out there, then you don't have backlash. Well, I, I, so that's what I'm saying. I don't mind the backlash and here's why nobody wants, like I used to be Switzerland. That used to literally be my nickname. My wife would get mad at me because I wouldn't ever take a firm stance one way or the other. And I've learned eight months ago, right? Uh, maybe more than more than eight months ago. Nah. Yeah, no, it's been nah. It's been for the last probably three. It's been since we started the business mm-hmm. where I started really starting taking firm stances on on opinions. And I realized being the guy that's neutral and no opinion gets you fucking nowhere. People don't look up to the guy who doesn't state his opinion. People don't look up to the guy who's neutral and all like I, I understand <clears throat> trying to see both sides. But the guy who won't pick a side for fear that the other side might get upset, nobody looks up to that guy. I'm not going to Bible verse you, but yeah, I agree 100%. Right. Like I'm, I am always, like I have always been the pick one side and be aggressive with it and go. Like don't, like don't be wishy-washy. It doesn't even, it doesn't even matter about being aggressive with it. It's just like, I say, don't be afraid to state, if that's how you feel, if that's how you feel, state your opinion. Now do it without hate in your heart. Right. And my post didn't have hate in there. It was factual. Yeah. So but the problem is with that group, you can't state facts without them twisting it to hate. Right. Yes. And and this is proven by the fact that they had to come up with all these lies about us, about how unruly we are and about how loud we were and all of that shit. Like, yeah, that's proof that they couldn't just agree to disagree. So to make their side look okay, they had to lie. And here's what's so funny about the whole thing is in my post, I talked about, like, take a fucking hint, and when 15 people out of a 50-person crowd are walking out mid-set, like, your show fucking sucks, they twisted that into me saying that I said nobody was having fun, right? I didn't say nobody was having fun. I said 30% of your crowd left, right? Yeah. Well, then and they, some of those people might have been having fun for a while. Maybe. And yeah, you don't know. So then they show a video trying to prove that people were indeed having fun. Well, guess what's not in the video? No vulgar, loud stuff from us. No unruly behavior from us. And in the video is me sitting in the front center laughing at a joke. Really unruly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So <clears throat> they, they can't even lie very well, <laughs> right? But ultimately, my ability to um, <clears throat> state my opinion got me like it was a flash in the pan, right? A whole bunch of crazy activity 
uh, my, I don't say my ability, my choice to state my yeah, opinion, better words. created a flash in the pan, right? Yeah. But here's the saving grace of all of this. If you are willing to take a stance and if you do abide by some core values and some code of ethics and you have the discipline to stick to it long enough, you will create a following that has your back 24 seven and you will create a fucking paper trail that will defy any lies about you. Right. And so what I mean by that is there's a whole lot of people that are seeing this comedian. There's a small group of people that are seeing this comedian's short form video and immediately assuming what they're saying is fact. And they go straight to our business page and leave us a one star review. Right. But because I've got enough of a network kind of looking at this, because I block, I had to block these people, so I can't see their shit. Yeah, I've got people that are sending me screenshots, going, "Hey, I, well, I thought you should see this." And there's the the screenshot is like somebody who I don't even know going, "Yeah, I went and looked at this guy's social profiles. Nothing of what he posts mirrors anything of what you're trying to make him out to be. He was just nominated for Business of the Year in Blue Springs. Yeah, he's got a really cool YouTube channel." I've gone through and watched quite a few of his reels and he always talks about discipline and encouragement and accountability. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're accurate with this and it's comment after comment after comment of that. Right. Um, and then ironically a guy messaged me that I went to college with for one semester. It happens to be a family relative of the trans comedian. Really? And he, he was like, I see you blocked them. I, I don't even know he or she. I don't I don't know how they want to be called. Right? Until it's gone, it's a he. Until you get a plastic one, it's a she. Whatever, right? I, That's I'm not, the rule. I'm not trying it's my to... my rule. That's the rule I go by. Yeah. I'm not trying to offend you if I call you the wrong name. I just don't know. Plastic, right? rubber that blows up. Yeah. Whatever. There's a I lot don't of, care. There's a lot of shit I don't know in this world, so I'm going to fuck up the terminology, right? I do this with Austin all the time. I'll talk about Austin with film shit. And I'm like, I don't know what you call it. It's the thing that does this the and that and this. The bobber in my toilet's not right. working. You're, well, the, you're, the, you're the blonde on the phone right. talking to your dispatcher. And, and so <laughs> that's good. The, the problem with that community, though, is if you use the wrong word simply out of ignorance because I'm not a, a LTGBQ plus expert. Oh, yeah, they'll crush you for they'll it. They'll crush you as if I, in, like, I was hateful with the word. And it's Do you like, mean no. you didn't know how to speak Chinese? We're going to kill you. Yeah. Like, dude, you change the words and the meaning in every, like, every week. Yeah. You add another binary plus minus. Like, what do, you, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, I know. Well, they do it on purpose. They do that on purpose to keep you guessing. I and think to they keep do it you... on purpose because they have bad self-esteem and they want to be in the limelight well because they have weird like it's it's their angle that they can push to be offended by you using the wrong term and i you know it's like i i just want to like give this one little caveat i i have gay male friends and gay female friends okay um i've talked about the um gays against groomers before on this show they those people that are gay that have ethics Mm-hmm. and have morality and have a moral compass do not associate with these people right okay i i, I want to make it very clear i do not group all of those people together no just like i wish people wouldn't group all christians together you know when there's bad ones like i don't want people to group to group all cops together when there's right. bad cops like you can't do that right but that's what people of of these type of groups want to do to everyone else right 
You know what I mean? So like I, I have heard from those gay friends like, hey, look, like like we'll be drinking bourbon. Like we, we don't we don't agree with them. Yeah. But for us, our community, like the, this is what they've said. Like for us, our community is small. And so if we go and stand out and then we're only and then we piss off half of the people in our little small community group, our group just got smaller and it's difficult for us. So they don't, they don't say things. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. Like, and I, and I know that it's difficult on them. Right. Like why, that's why I would never like say who, or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, but they believe the same thing. And, And that's what I was saying earlier about the power that these small groups have because they lie and they lie by, like just what you were saying, they lie in the posts and then they lie and say, we're all together on this. Well, you know what? Maybe you're not. Right. You're okay? absolutely not. But they say that and there's no way for anyone to verify whether they're lying or not. Yeah. And it makes it extremely difficult in social media platforms, in in real life. And what it really does is it creates a lot of diversion. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the race card almost. Like the only way that we can really get around race is by talking to each other. Yeah. And getting rid of race. Getting to know each other. I have black friends and I talk to them and we talk about it. And I say, what is the deal? You know, and it's just like, there's no, like if if I bring up to them, hey, what do you think about X, Y, and Z? They're comfortable talking to me about it. It's fine. If you didn't know them and you walked up and I said, hey, this is my friend Mitch and Mitch asked them the same question, they're not going to give the same answer. Well, and that's because, wrong. Because they're, well, because they're uncomfortable, right. right? But the only way that we can grow those comfort factors with gay community to straight community, Christian community to non, um, get it, all of those things, the only way that that works is honesty, being up front, and having good communication and not lying about a whole yeah. bunch of bullshit. Well, and, but the problem is... We're gonna. I don't want to get on a whole other tyrant, but like the whole problem is, I don't know if a person is smart. People are stupid. I don't know if, as a collective, we have the brain power to get it done, to have those conversations, and to really try to make a difference. I think a lot of it is people have egos and they want to, you know, be on top. I think a lot of it is. Um, people want to be right. Yeah. I think a lot of it is people don't maybe not be right, but don't want to be wrong. Um, no, they want to be right. People, people can't be humble. People just, they're selfish and they want their own way. Like it's just, there are all these factors playing into humanity Yeah, um, I, that I, I don't know if we can ever get, get by it. Um, well, that's, so that's why I was, it, it's difficult, man. That's why I was deleting comments and banning people from all those pages. And they, they were trying to throw shade on that, too. Oh, he's deleting comments. He's hiding shit. No, it's because nobody in the world has ever won an Internet argument. And no, because like, of the things that I just said. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, like, you, you know, <clears throat> in one of my other networks, I was posting kind of updates and reaching out to get advice and stuff like that in one of my other networks. And somebody in that network who I don't know this person but based off of their social media profile picture, I'm going to assume they are partially in this community. Okay. Um, and um, in that particular 
post, I referenced this community as the alphabet group. Right. And then so they, they were they were commenting, taking offense that I referenced as, as the alphabet group. And I flat called them out on it. And this is a this is a private Facebook group. I, I've got a little bit more coverage there. But I flat called them out on it. And I said, that is exactly the problem. My original post, I referenced gay, lesbian, trans, homosexuality. And they took offense because I used the words. Now I reference the, just the group as the alphabet group, and you're taking offense at that. Like, yeah, there like, is what do no I do? right way to, like, what is the right word to use? And they wouldn't tell me. Because they don't know. They don't fucking know, right? They, no. They don't know what the right word is. They just know any word you use is going to be wrong, right? And so, um, they, and then they were like, well, you, they, in this other group, they were like, well, if you're deleting comments, it makes you look bad. And it's obvious that you're worried about your image on social media, so you need to remain transparent. And I'm like, no, this doesn't make me look bad. Me deleting comments is the digital version of saying, we're not doing that on my premises. It's no different than two drunk dudes get in a fight in a bar. The bar kicks them out to the parking lot and says, you're not doing that in here. Yeah. I'm not going to allow the fighting. on Like, my social media is my premises. And I'm not going to allow useless, fruitless endless fighting on my social media that's my premises get the fuck out of here with that shit you're banned from my premises yeah right and so that that's the challenge with that group but i do want to kind of bring this all the way around to when you are an upstanding pillar in your community and when you have a proven verifiable track record of doing good and a lot of fucking good right all the shit that we do to give back to the community, all the stuff that we do to take care of people's plumbing needs that can't afford them. Like we don't, we don't care, you know, what you look like or what you do in your own time. Like you need a plumbing repair. Cool. We got you. Right. Yeah. We don't care about any of that. Yeah, shit. We, I, and I don't know what the number is for you, but it's, it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars would be my guess. Yes. In free work that you've given away. Yeah. That doesn't and, matter because you, you use some words, and those words hurt us, yeah. my feelings. Yeah, and in, in, like, your, in your bad review of a comedy show, you referenced a trans, so that must mean you hate trans. No. No, I just I referenced, referenced that it. The trans were trying to cram their agenda down our throat, and it wasn't funny. Yeah, if, now, what, now if you had referenced a woman, the guy probably would have been mad because you didn't call him a trans. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm Who just knows? Like what you were saying, like there's just no, there's no winning. Yeah. Well, we went, so we closed up business on Friday night and we had eight, uh, we had 785 Google reviews and we had a 5.0 rating. By the time we opened for business Monday morning, we had 810 Google reviews and a 4.9 rating. And that does not count all the Google reviews that got immediately removed because they were so vulgar. So, um, Here's the cool thing, and this is ultimately what we're trying to get to with this. When you do enough good for your community, and when you've proven yourself for long enough that you are an upstanding pillar in your community, and you have a decent moral compass, and you have a proven track record of not judging people by any of those classes. I don't care what the pigment of your skin is. I don't care what you do on your own time. Like, uh, 100% honest. If I could have like an open, candid conversation with a trans person, I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd seriously be like, like you, like with me and you, like me and you could have a conversation about cars and I'd be like, you really got 400 horsepower out of that engine? Bitch, right? yeah. Right. <laughs> I would love to have an open conversation with a trans person and be like, how the fuck do you grow tits? 
Like, how, how does this happen? It, it, you estrogen. And it's not derogatory. It's not anything else. It's like, let's just talk about this honestly. No judgment. Answer my curiosity, right? Yeah. But, but they won't you, do that. They, no, they'll but if be you offended ask, by yeah, it. Yeah, if you ask that question, they're like, ah, that's none of your business. Right. Well, so how are we supposed to get past walls and barriers? Exactly. Like, what do you, like, like you're do you a Chevy think? guy. I'm a Ford guy. I'm going to rib you a little bit for having a Chevy, but I'm also going to like openly talk about shit, right? Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to just like put my arms up and I dream a genie and now we're all okay? That's not how fucking the yeah. world works. Damn it. I got three. I've been doing Sorry, so Grandma. good. Uh, you're you're Sorry, doing great. Three S and no, one G. What makes it confusing <laughs> is there's this. There's it's like this game that's being played and no one knows the rules and people that don't know the rules, which is us, we try to guess at it. And so it's like this weird and you game lose. that goes you can't on. You win if you don't know the rules. Well, yeah. the, the problem is the rules are never stated on purpose because that way, if, if the rules were stated, then they would have to abide by the rules as well. And they don't want that. No, right? they want to change their minds every five minutes. It's right. like that game when you say, oh, I just thought about the game. And that's how you lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we didn't tell you. You can't think about the game, but when we start, like, right. you know. But ultimately, like, people have come pouring out of the woodwork. Let me, let me, this is a couple hours old, but let me, um, okay. <laughs> this <sorry>. morning, <laughs> I got an email that said 25 <laughs> people have recently reviewed your business. This is, this is Today. just over the last business day. Today. 25 new Google reviews. 17 five-star reviews and eight one-star reviews. Nice. Okay. So that means of the 25 one-stars that we got, most of them have come off because they're so vulgar. Um, And of the eight one-star reviews that are still up there, we're still campaigning to get those off. And there's a process that you can do to get Google to remove reviews. They have to violate their policies and you yeah. have, there's a there's a thing that you have to do. So what's what's funny is I woke up this morning to an email saying we've removed a review that you flagged. It's a rev, it's a one star review from seven months ago. Austin, remember the guy that bombed our YouTube page with fifty comments oh, in one day? Yeah. Google finally took his one star review down because it. One of the things is if the review is not relevant to an experience with that business. Google will take it down. Yeah. And so... But they got to go through and look and like, okay, blah, 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 blah. Seven months is what it took, right? So um, to offset a one... So like we basically, we've lost our 5.0 rating. We're now a 4.9 rating. Who cares? But I've got a Google review calculator on... Well, no, the 5.0 rating is very you impressive. You want 4.9? No, I don't. I thought you told me that 4.9 no. businesses make more money. For... Uh, uh, there are some studies that say the most profitable companies out there have a 4.7 to 4.8 rating. Oh, okay? that's what we now, talked about. Okay. But personally, you want the 5. Well, correlation is not causation, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean you're aiming for a 4.7 rating and then the profits are going to show up, right? No, that means you've done enough business and have enough... Yeah, you have yeah, enough customers yeah. that are leaving lower reviews because of price, right? Yeah. And so like, we hear it all the time. All the time. That I was kind of tossed up. You know, a lot of people have good ratings, but your rating, oh my gosh, right? So that 5.0 rating makes a difference to us. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a process that we're following to get those bad reviews off of there. Now, I will say, it is kind of weird. Like, we verify every single review we get because we spiff our technicians based off of those reviews. Like, they get performance bonuses based off of those reviews. And so we have to find the customer that leaves every single one of those reviews. 
And if we get a customer that does like a customer that didn't shop with us, that leaves that review, like we know about it. Right. And, um, um, what's crazy is Google will arbitrarily go into our hundreds of reviews and remove 20 or 40 of them because they don't feel like those people were actually customers. But they were. But we know, like we verified it. They were absolutely customers. And mm-hmm. Google has the digital footprint from our Gmail accounts emailing that Gmail account a fucking invoice. Mm-hmm. Like Google knows all of the behavior that happens online. Yeah. They can literally prove it, but yet... Some of these one-star reviews from people all around the world will stay because Google doesn't have enough information to know if they were really a customer of ours or not. Yeah, and it and it's kind of like that's the problem with like I'm not going to get into side tangent, but like computer programmers and that whole world. Yeah, like they're all lazy. Yeah, most of them, and they're weird, and they're just like they think differently. Yeah, like their common sense level for some reason is extremely low. Yeah, like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. What, but, t- what ties in here, too, sorry to cut you off, is... I was done. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was done. It's okay. Um, <laughs> the importance of getting yourself out of the field and into a, a, an owner role, because imagine if you hadn't done that and like done those steps, trying to handle the sort of thing as you were like out in the field. Right. Yeah, like right. trying to figure that situation out. As a, this is, That's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like if, if this had happened to one of our guys that's a one-man show or has just him and one other guy. Yeah. Like, and then this onslaught hits him. Like it, it literally could, I don't want to say break him, but it could literally break him for two weeks. Yeah. Well, like, so, so I've spent the last, young, you gotta be careful. Yeah. I've spent the Not last young, three sorry. days dealing with this, but there was a previous show where you were talking about, like, as you start to get a little bit more successful in business, you're going to get blindsided and you're going to get your dick ran in the dirt for, for whatever may be. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, all of a sudden city inspector is going to be like, you didn't pull permits on this and, and now you're kind of fucked. Right. Yeah. That just happens on a long enough cycle in business. Yeah. And sometimes um, you just get, sometimes you just get railroaded and you got to figure out a way to deal with it. Right. And so I've spent Sunday, Monday and today dealing with it. Uh, believe it or not, I actually went today back to the coffee shop where all this happened at. Did you really? Yeah. Sorry, went, I, I spiked the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. I was went, like, what? I went back there today, talked to the management staff, and just made sure that we were good, right? Made Like, I didn't tag the coffee shop in my post because the coffee shop had nothing to do with it. Yeah. But um, had... Did I, they have any idea or... Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. They, they didn't know who I was when I walked in, but the moment I introduced myself, they recognized yeah. me from the group, right? Yeah. And so no one punched, um, tried to punch you in the face or anything. No, God, no. They totally okay. respected chicken shit. The, the, <laughs> right. So, and, and there's a whole nother thing that's going on here that nobody even knows about. So in my, in my original post of tagging the comedy show in there, the show promoter, which was the guy who was introducing all the comedians. Yeah. He and I have been messaging back and forth for three days and he was originally charged up. And in my messages, I'm like, dude, like, I don't, th- this is tough to handle over text because, you know, you sound charged, but I don't know if you are charged. I might sound charged. I'm not charged. Like, I want to get to the bottom of this. There's a, there's an amicable and peaceful way to get to the bottom of this. We don't have to agree on the show topics, but we do have to agree to respect each other and not degrade each other because we don't agree on some, some social issues. Right. And, 
Um, and, and keep in mind, he's already written a post trying to target people to our business and everything else. Well, yeah. So he has to almost stand his ground. Well, or, or then he has to say I was wrong. Like well, I was saying earlier, and no he, one likes to do that. He removed his post after I edited mine. Right. Oh, really? And, okay. And I, and I told him flat out, I'm, I'm editing mm. my, I'm literally editing my post at this moment, whenever his text came through. And I said, I'm not editing it to, to avoid backlash or anything else. I'm editing it because it violates my own code of, of conduct on social media that I hold myself to, that nobody even knows my code of conduct, but it doesn't align do with now. what I do, right? <laughs> yeah. And so he and I have had this entire <laughs> conversation. However, he did. it was already after he alerted the masses. And so mm. now the masses are running with it, and he and I are back to okay and cool, right? And he and I will never agree on shit, ever. He is a different personality than I am, but that's okay. I don't have to agree with his ideals, but I still have to agree to respect him as a human. You know what I mean? Like he's got a picture on his Facebook profile of a cop car burning. Yeah. I'm not like, I knew you were going to say something stupid. So, you know, I'm not continue. I'm not even going to jump in on that. Well, I don't even want to say anything. And what I'm saying by that is, is if you're of the mindset that that the moment, the moment you hear somebody's trans, and now you have a lower level of respect for them, you are no better than the charged up alphabet community that is waiting for somebody to disagree with them in order to launch an attack, right? Like, I don't have to agree with the idea that you think you're a man or a woman or vice versa, or you want to go through the change or whatever. I still have to respect you as a person, and I still have to respect your property, right? And so one of the claims that came out of this is that we damaged the coffee shop. Yeah, and, right. <laughs> well, I went to the coffee shop today and I'm like, I'm ready to fix whatever was damaged. I'm ready to what whatever it takes. And I'm like, I don't even know what was damaged. I don't know anything about that, but let's talk about it and let's be open and candid about it. And and so and and how I so I was trying to get to the coffee shop's information through the show promoter. I'm like, which is impossible. Tried, well, yeah. no, I again, me and the promoter have been talking back and forth online in, in, in Facebook Messenger. And so I'm like, you, you have contacts at the coffee shop. Like I'm trying to call the number that's on Google, but it goes nowhere. They don't have a phone or something. And, and so I, can you put me in contact with somebody at the coffee shop? If claims are being made that we damaged their property, I want to address that. And then he only like, all he came back with was email them. Well, I'm not going to handle this through email. Like that's just yeah coward bullshit. Right. Yeah. So I went to the coffee shop today, had, had a coffee with the, the ownership and the, the management staff. Totally cool. 100% PC. Left them a five-star review because both coffees I had were amazing. You had two coffees? Well, I had one the night of the show. Oh. And then I had one today. Dude, they did make coffee. good coffee. They, yeah. I even, I even told them, I'm like, I've got, the, so they had Harry Potter-style drinks, and Austin and Caitlin are big Harry Potter fans. And so I even <laughs> told them, I'm like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, even, I even told them flat out, I'm like, I, I greatly respect and appreciate the fact that they were the Harry Potter drinks were alcoholic and Austin and Caitlin don't drink. They made they found a way to make the drinks non-alcoholic for Austin and Caitlin. I just don't put alcohol and, in and, that hard. And I mean, we we paid our bill. We tipped them well the night of the show. I paid them, paid my bill and tipped them well today. And like what was broken at the thing? Nothing. Nothing. Got it. Nothing. Yeah. It's all false claims. Yeah. Right. But they were incredibly appreciative that I showed back up to make it right. Right. And for all I know, like, I don't know where these five one-star reviews are coming from, but for all They're I just know, random. I, well, 
For all I know, they may be coffee shop employees. I don't know. But turn the other cheek. I'm leaving the coffee shop a five-star review, right? Um, I can't leave a review for the comedy company because they don't have a Google profile. No. But um, I would not be leaving the comedy company a five-star review because my experience with them was horrible. And that comedy company literally used their resources to launch an attack on my business, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But what I'm saying is rather than... A lot of people focus on getting back at people. A lot of people focus on retaliating and, and, oh, well, if you hate me, then I have to hate you. And it's like, no, there's common ground somewhere. And and most people probably would not have the balls to go set foot back in that coffee shop and openly talk about all of the stuff. Like I'm charged, you're charged. And, and rather than like get to the piece, I want to like make you mad and because, and you're going to make me more mad and I'm going to try to prove myself right to you. And you're going to try to prove like, you're just never going to get anywhere. We were great. We were smiling. We were laughing. It was appreciative on both sides. I spent more money at the coffee shop today. Like, well, in the co- the coffee shop isn't the promoter. Though. I, I, it's no, easier. I, I totally yeah, get it. I, I get right? it. So I am thinking about uh, canceling or you know disputing the charge on my credit card for the comedy show tickets, simply because the they, the they show cost was not you a, that much. Well, the show was not probably. as advertised. Not not even remotely close to advertising. Like, How much gonna, was it? I don't, it wasn't overly expensive. And How it's much not, was it? Was it 500 or was it 1500? I want to say it $20? that $20. I think the show tickets were like 25 bucks a piece and we bought 15 of them, but it, it but it's not about the money. I it's about it. the idea that services were not rendered as advertised. Yeah. Right. So it had, so we you're known, still mad at the promoter. Um, I'm, it, I'm not trying to bring bad things up. I'm just trying to get to the, yeah, it's, the, it's more or less the, it, it's more or less the, 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 the show is nowhere near as advertised. And if they're going to be that aggressive with it on those, like those are some pretty extreme topics. And if you're going to be that yeah. aggressive with it, um, you need to be upfront with it and let people know what they're signing up for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Or hosted it a gay bar. And that way you at least know like, okay, there's a clue that this is going to be tailoring that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I wanted to say one more thing, but I don't want to get off on a whole nother topic. What's the thing? I just like when you say to me, the guy has a burning cop car on his Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of piece of shit are you like? Right. Like I just one cops don't pay for those cars. We pay for those cars. Right. You're burning up our money. Stop. You're burning up your own money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Stop. What, yeah. are you, what are you doing? The, and, the, and the whole premise of um, like the whole thing from all of the different groups of people is, well, you have to accept me for who I am and we have to be able to be together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As a general rule of thumb. Well, rule number one is law and order. Like yeah. how can you go against, like they, they literally go against their own thoughts and mm-hmm. messages when they post stupid ass fucking shit like that. Yeah. Like it, look, I got two uncles that were cops. My cousin's a cop. I know two military policemen. If, if you don't support law and order in your community, you're just a piece of shit. And that is just what it is. Mm-hmm. You're a piece of shit. You do not want to be a normal part of society. You do not want to come together. Right. 
you want to stay alienated and you want to alienate other people. Right. And that shit, make, dude, it makes me so mad when I see stuff like that. Like, it is just, that is the most, people want to look at it like, oh, well, we're rebelling. No, you're not. You're just a piece of shit. Yeah. That's all you are. You're not rebelling. You're just trash. Yeah. But the answer, like for me, and I'm not going it, to, it's different for everybody. I don't want to bring it up. Um, Damn it. I love, I love Martin Luther King Jr. quotes. Like he's got some banger shit, right? Yeah. And so uh, one of my favorite quotes from him is darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that, right? So when you see somebody that inherently you disagree with and, and all the signs are there that you do not like this person's personality, that's no reason to treat them poorly. Like it's obvious enough that they're treating a whole lot of other people poorly, but treating them poorly isn't going to get you any closer to a solution, right? And so, um, I, uh, you, you know, like some guys would want to walk up to a guy like that and punch him in the face, and 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 you yeah. know that that's their prerogative if they want to do that. I'm not going to be that guy. Like yeah. some guys would have stood up in that comedy show, and you know, given those comedians the reaction that the viral video that they were looking for. And now I know this. I know that they're fishing for viral videos because I've... Yeah, I've, that's what they were doing. Well, I've chalked up their profiles, and they love posting TikToks. Well, they, of, had, they had cell phones recording the yes, whole thing. Yeah. And so, they I mean, they were literally hoping for somebody to get into friction with them. And they didn't, yeah. they, they didn't find it with us. Yeah. They didn't find it with anybody at the show that night. But, like, a lot of their TikToks are of, you know somebody in the crowd disagreeing with a trans person and I'm, they've launched attacks on that person. Right. Yeah. They find out who they are and they launch like their, their, their show is literally built to find somebody offend, like create a scenario where somebody gets offended and, and, and if they, if they act out in a certain way, yeah, they try to get likes, they try to get traction from it and yeah. then they Do try they to crush them and then they try to keep it rolling. Like right. that's, and that's when they a problem. Weren't, and when they weren't finding it with us, they tried to make it by calling out our guys that were slipping out quietly Yeah, and then putting words in their mouth and they, like they were doing everything they could. Right. And thankfully we have core values in our company and our guys acted very respectfully all night long. And so thankfully all of that came through. Now, just because you operate from core values doesn't mean you never make a mistake, right? You can operate from core values, still fuck up, and then use those core values to fix your fuck up. And that's what I was doing today. By, by going back to that coffee shop and making sure we're PC there, that is me living by our core values and going, hey, um, it's come to my attention that maybe some things happened that I was unaware of, and I wanted to come straight to the source, talk to you face to face. I'm ready to fix it. I got tools in the back of my truck. If there was damage done, yeah, um, you know, whatever. And that's and that's what a stand up member of the community does. Right. I, one more thing, and then we'll move. We'll be done. You were saying uh, as far as the Martin Luther King thing. Um, the only issue I have with that that quote is <sighs> the problem is people want to they will use their leverage to walk all over you. Mm -hmm. And if all you do is try to love them and not battle back, and then they walk over you some more, and then you love them and they battle back. This is the whole part, the problem I have with Christianity is it's, oh, bite your tongue, don't say anything. Right. Oh, bite your tongue, don't say anything. 
because you think that eventually those people will turn and come to love and they will they will turn and they will come to their senses and we will all get along right one that is not the nature of humanity right so what happens is is as these people walk all over you if you do not stand up and say something if you do not stand up with a shield and a sword Mm -hmm. you will be run over yeah that is just reality right i mean in and i don't want to be biblical or anything but like and it, it, it's so funny to me that the the Bible doesn't contradict itself, but people make the Bible seem to contradict itself. Like they tell you that you have to love those people, but then in the end, what happens is the apocalypse and everything comes to fruition and everyone dies. So the only way that you can get to the apocalypse is by letting people walk over you and the whole thing burns to the ground. Like it, as a general rule of thumb, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no winning in the end. There's no winning in the end is yeah. what I'm saying. That being said, you cannot just be a fucking doormat. Right. Constantly. 100%. And that's the thing that, like, that one quote you said, like, if you were to continually do that over and over and over and over again, you're a doormat. And you you literally fold to people's strength and their mentality and their um, physicality over you because you are just constantly holding your hands together and saying, I love you. Right. As they're stabbing you in the face or shooting you in the street because you think that it's going to turn. And and I'm not saying that there is not a a place for that and there is not and then I'm not a compassionate person because I am. And I'm very empathetic. Right. Like when people are going through tough tough times, like it hurts me to my soul. You see it. Yep. My heart's on my sleeve like I cry for people. Like yep. I feel their pain. That being said, eventually you have to be like that's enough. I'm yeah. tired of being walked over and I'm not just going to love you despite all of your flaws. It, it, it's like the parents that they let their kid get so bad and they just keep letting them be bad and letting them be bad and letting them be bad. And then eventually they're just a complete fuck up because they didn't stand up and say, Hey motherfucker. Right. Like you stop. Yeah. Like I have to stand my ground here. Yeah. Like that's the only issue I had with, I, I have with those kind of thought like and I'm not saying they're out of place, and I'm not saying that, that we shouldn't be that way, but eventually that clock runs out. Well, where I draw not the line to drag with the quotes, show out. <laughs> where I draw the line with quotes like that is I live by that quote until my safety is at risk, and then I'm standing my ground, right? Somebody breaks into my house, I'm not going to love them while they're taking my TV and threatening my family in their lives, Right. Somebody breaks into my house and my family's safety is at risk and my safety's at risk. Somebody's going to die. Well, the, right? uh, and, and, and it, it, that's cut and dry, though. Like like what the real premise of it is, is society in general that you let people push a little and you take it. And you put they push a little and they take it and they push a little. And eventually what happens is society completely changes. And then your kids live differently than you did. And then your grandkids live differently than you did and don't have it as good and it's harder for them. And then something happens down the road. It's like this could be a whole debate for like we could we could talk about this forever. But it's like it's not the problem is it's not so cut and dry and there isn't a specific scenario one way or the other right. of, uh, of how those things happen and how well, those things occur. They're, they're case by case. However, what you have to, you, the, the line that you have to draw with that is, let's say a 
person of the LTGBQ community, let's say they take offense to something I said. I don't have to immediately go on the attack with them. I can still approach that conversation with love and light in my heart. Of course. That doesn't mean I love them. That doesn't mean I agree with them. That means that I'm not going to hate them or bring darkness to an already dark situation, right? I'm going to approach it with love and light. And then, and usually that's going to resolve the situation, much like my visit to the coffee shop today, right? Rather than lumping the coffee shop into all this and assuming they hate me, so now I hate them, that's darkness and more darkness and more hate and more hate. I approached it with an open mind and we actually came to a resolution, right? Now, do I agree wholeheartedly with the coffee shop's opinions on some things, right? Like the, the, it, was, it was kind of obvious the coffee shop may not have agreed with our disagreement with the comedy show. That's fine, right? We don't have to agree yeah. on those things, but we do have to respect each other's property and we do have to respect each other's opinions, right? I don't, it's yeah. not my job to change your opinion, but it is my job to respect your opinion. You're, you're totally allowed to have your opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you have to respect yourself and stand up for your own opinion also. Well, and that's which where I'm going that with that. They would, which means they would have to respect yours and they don't. And at, at, one, at some point... When, when, when their lack of respect overruns, their lack of disrespect overruns your respect for them, regardless of the situation, that's when that shit don't work. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That's when things go to violence and things go to an unamicable solution where now you go into protect mode. Right. But you can't go into protect mode from the get go. You can't go into protect mode. And what I mean by protect mode is now we're standing our ground. Now we're not taking any bullshit. Yeah. You know, now we've put our foot down, right? You can't go, you can't go put your foot down and not take any bullshit right out of the gate. You got to be a little open-minded and try to see the other side and everything else. And then once you realize that there is no amicable solution without violence, well, now we got to put our foot down. That's not, I'm not condoning violence. I'm just saying. Well, you don't necessarily mean violence. You yeah. mean just standing up for what you believe in. Right. Like, right. Now we got to stand up. Now we got to agree yeah. to disagree and we just part ways. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to go keep poking a bear there. I'm not going to go keep agging it on. That's why I stopped all the comments and everything else. I'm not egging it on. That's not going to do anything. And, and I like poking the bear. And, and also, too, <laughs> um, Love starts at home. Respect starts at home. Charity starts at home. All of that yeah. self like respecting others starts at home. You have to respect yourself before you can respect others. Yeah. And so that quote only plays if all of that's happening internally first. And if it's not happening internally first, you got to work on that before you're going to be able to do it externally. Yeah. So, um, I like it. That's a good yeah. conversation. So it, in and, and, the thing I like about it is it allowed us to say our side of things uninterrupted from the other group and our factual stuff, right? And so, um, the, again, the really cool thing is it, it's a flash in the pan. It didn't last long, a couple of days. And I have no doubt that parts of that community are going to hear this show. Um, it'll They're, be rolling for a year, but it'll be small little... Well, bits of stuff. They're going to be a big deal. They're 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 going to agree with some of it. They're going to disagree with some of it, and I don't mind that. Like, I, it's not my job to try to get them to change their mind. It is my job to let them know that 
I don't have hate in my heart. I don't care if you're gay or trans or white or black or male or female or six foot tall or two foot tall or have all four extremities or, you know, a paraplegic. Like, none of that shit matters. Yeah. It's my issue with the comedy show had more to do with it was nothing as advertised and it wasn't funny and it wasn't <laughs> funny. Right. Yeah. The, the, well, and and, and I'll, the, I'll the other thing the, is like that they were trolling for uh, viral videos yes. about people's reaction. Like that is a blatant. Um, it's an agenda. It's they a, had an agenda well, with tra- the show. Yeah. It's a trap. Yeah. yeah. Their agenda, their trap was to get people to blow up yeah. and then we're going to put it out there and then mm-hmm. everyone's going to hate them yeah. and, and they're going to see that Dude, we are right. And like, the, that's really the, you know, what was probably going on. The comedian that was doing his set when we walked down to the basement and we stayed in the back for that guy was fucking funny. Like he was talking about, um, um, he's got a daughter now, so he has to be okay and careful with like smoking weed. And so he tries to do it in the basement. And the other night, like he heard the basement door open and he got kind of busted, you know, like it's, it's, like real life shit. It's funny, right? Yeah. The very next comedian, the one that was like the extremely gay side of things. I was fucking laughing my ass off. Now, was it vulgar? Yeah, sure. It was. My wife was laughing. And this is like, we're laughing as the guys. Your warning. wife's pretty vulgar. Well, we're <laughs> laughing as the guys warning my wife that if he gets a night with me, I'm going home with him and I'm going to leave her. Mm, right. No, thanks. we're still laughing at it. It wasn't oh. until it was just a constant barrage of that agenda. And it yeah. got worse as the night went on. Yeah. That's where it was like, all right, this is not what we signed up for. So, you know, it it just it's it's just a weird thing. And and again, my customer experience heart is what was upset at the whole thing because it was not the experience that we were looking for. Yeah. So wrap us up, Mitch. Yep. Yeah, that that's gonna wrap it up for this show. And um, until next time, guys, we'll see you later. This uh, was a little bit less of a business topic than what we usually do, People but it's a very real it. topic. It's a very transparent topic, and this shit happens all the time. So hopefully, you learned how to handle this stuff when it does. So until next week, guys, we will see you later. Love you.